Today's episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Gamers Inn, your one-stop location for all your gaming needs. Located in Lehigh City, Utah, their fun and friendly staff will be more than happy to answer any of your gaming needs. Just remember, Gamers Inn, it's where adventures begin. Broadcasting live from the DCR studio. Oh, yeah! The Geek Revolution starts here. Excellent! Get ready for the number one hit geek radio show out there. Well, it is impressive, isn't it? Because it's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Alright everyone, welcome to another episode of Dungeon Crawlers, where we're going to talk about that thing that everyone does. Hither and hearken to this call that we answer to thee, we prayeth thee, write upon the parchment. Pen to paper, paper to pen, fingers to keys, and all in between, we're talking the process of writing today. That, yeah, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) I have nothing to add to that but that. <laughs> and with special guests. Uh, yeah, we got, we got uh, Bob Defendi that here. That if you were listening to the last show, you heard I'm him not taking over this time. Do the interview. He's not taking over, but he's going to add lots of uh He said that twice now. I get the sudden feeling that he's going to take over. <laughs> I'm just going to talk a hell of a lot. That's, <laughs> yeah. what, I got. That's what it's going to be. You think I'm bad. Whole and then we have Eliza Crosby on the show. If you listen to the Psych Show, you'll remember her because she's a Psych fan. And hey, look, we have a Psych movie coming for Christmas. Wait, whoa, Shocker. what? Yeah. yeah. Are they giving us a, a date? Uh, Dude, go on it will be sometime in December around Christmas. Oh, so, yeah, that they announced that just a few weeks ago. So and excited. yeah, Between which is really weird because they were just here at Sully Comic Con. They weren't allowed to talk X. about it, though. And they weren't talking. Oh, no, yeah. They were very specifically not allowed to talk about Yeah, it. I'm sure they but were. But they very specifically mentioned certain people that they were not allowed to talk about something with, that yeah. they had not right. talked about anything because they could not talk about it with. Yeah, right. Okay, I know what you're talking about, but I still, from that, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's exciting. In December. Yeah. Countdown's on. Who cares about Christmas? Between that Hold on, Star Wars. I'm still counting down to Star Wars. Where does that fall with Christmas? December 15th. Yeah, see? That's where That's where my clock's... When does Psych come out? December 17th? Yep. Well, that's gonna just... Let's just hope it doesn't go the way of Entourage. Well, good was a... Colossal monetary failure. It's a TV movie. We're good. We're good. Yes. So, but pineapple pajamas. Yes. Pineapple pajamas. But besides pineapple, let's talk about writing. Writing. We gotta get to writing, otherwise we're gonna go on a tangent. I was just, I was just before before we hit record. I was just about to tell Eliza that the uh, the the great thing about your third contract is the contract negotiations, because they send you the contract and you write back and you say, hey, can I just send you back all the changes we did last time, and we'll just pretend like all the arguing already happened and this is what we came to. And he wrote back, yeah, that would save a lot of time. <laughs> Do that. And yes. I, I sent him the contract, you know, with all the marks. And, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's way better. 
Yes. Way better. I can send the contract back to myself, back and forth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How does Talk that work? Does I that work? To myself. <laughs> so I, I, I deny these, and I want these stipulations, and then you're like, what the crap are they doing? That's right. Then when you wow. treat yourself out to a business lunch and throw your own napkin down and leave yourself hanging because you don't like the way it turned out, you know. It's wow. It's a very dramatic process. And you leave yourself, the, you stiff yourself yes. with the bill, you know. Can I just say this, that I am in a room of men with great heads of hair. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I'm wearing a hat, so thank yes. you very much. Yeah. Still. We're real pretty. My <laughs> any color it wants. Any color, as long as it stays on my head, I'm happy. <laughs> really? What are you doing? Are you trying? Oh, to- I have some ideas now. <laughs> He's gonna kill we me. know where I you know sleep, Scott. Me. You know that, right? And your uh, wife will not care. No, no, no. No, no, no. Like we'll leave the hair. We'll, no, we'll yeah, just, he's we'll just gonna be red. Atomic purple. No, no, no. I actually have colored hair gel, and I'll sometimes stick I, I, it in there. No, I don't think red. I think no, we no. need to go something bright and neon. Hair and beard. Like a. Like atomic wow. purple hair and like this, and no, then no, and then contrasting and eyebrows. Don't forget and the contrasting, contrasting eyebrows. And yeah. then we send you out on the Comic Con floor asking random questions. Hold on, hold on. This is no longer in a book. What, this is yeah, reality. Yes. <laughs> okay. and now, and now all the questions are randomly written by people that were standing in the Comic Con line. And then they'll think you're cosplaying a troll. I think I prefer McKay's <laughs> Ask Snorlax. Um, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> Break it down. All right. Oh, All right. Great. Well, we have our new and ladies video. and gentlemen, that so. is the writing process. <laughs> <laughs> I have an idea. That's how it works. And then you get sidetracked by the internet for five hours. And then you have to go back. Wow. I don't have that problem. Five hours? I've been doing it for like five months. Like, how uh. <laughs> I tell you, man, those cat videos, they just get you. Honestly, though, when you go, you sit down Helps to write, you look at your blank screen, and what? And then you're like, I got nothing, so I go away. Well, yeah. I, well I, then I put on the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 awesome mix, and then I can't decide whether I should be dancing like Baby Groot or writing. <laughs> because the first song is the opening credit song. Yeah. I am and I just yeah. want to... I just want to dance like Baby Groot. Yeah. Just, and then you yeah. just bite the bullet, go buy a ticket, and go back to the theater and watch it again. Yeah. And then you're just your whole day... See, I don't have the problem of point or watch or spending time on the internet. I just go play a video My game. biggest problem on the internet... Okay, so... <laughs> the first three... Death by Glacier novels I mm-hmm. had. Well, you could debate how humorous they were, but they yeah. were humorous chapter quotes that I wrote myself, right? Yeah. And so for the fifth book, and the fourth, I did something completely different. The fifth book, I decided, hey, I'm going to get real quotes, and the gag is going to be that I every time I write a quote, it's Bob Defendi quoting somebody else. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, and I just stole in all of these quotes, right? Way harder. Way harder than just writing the damn things myself. <laughs> Way I've I've had to dedicate an, an entire writing session every week to finding the quotes for that week wow. because it takes me as long to find four quotes yeah. as it does four relevant quotes, humorous relevant quotes, as it does to actually write an entire you know fifteen hundred words. So, so does that count towards all your research? I don't really need a lot of research because my brain is full of lots of garbage. Yeah. I guess that's the definition of shooting yourself in the foot, really. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to, like, chapter headings, I, I just write chapter one, chapter two, because I've seen people that come up with, like, cool chapter titles, and I'm just like, no. This is the first time I've ever done chapter titles in book five, and yeah. it's because uh, book five is a heist con novel. And you know how you have the, the that that Ocean's Eleven scene where they're going through and explaining the yeah. con at the beginning? Yeah. Well, I have that scene early in the book, and every chapter in the book is 
the, a step in the plan. Oh, nice. So you'll get to like, instead of chapter 21, it's step 21, everybody does the tango or whatever the step is, right? <laughs> and uh, that works though. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. And hopefully by the end, they will be radically different from what's actually happening in the chapter yeah. as as things go like wildly off plan. Yes. <laughs> so the titles adds to the juxtaposition to the comedy of it is, but it isn't. Right. Yeah. Wow, I said that and it didn't even make sense to me. I apologize. It made sense. Okay. You need to read this book. You do. It's awesome. I love, like, con movies. Like, people say what they want. I thought Ocean's 13 was genius. It's the hardest damn thing I've ever oh. plotted. Oh, my God. I know for a fact. I'm trying to write, like, short story cons. It's... You can't let the characters drive you. It is everything's got to be so. It is like cogs fitting together. Oh, Every scene like has to be doing three, three purposes. Yeah, mm. <laughs> and you can't mam it. You can't yeah. get in late, get out early, and not explain anything. You got to explain everything. I almost want to try this just to prove you wrong. Now it's so hard. <laughs> Well, see, here's, yeah, a, here's one of the things. Here's one of the things about. Here's one of the things about a heist novel. You've got to be planting. You know, like every good like con heist novel, you have your sneaky bit yeah. that you're teasing all throughout the thing. So that at the end, when you find out what's really going on, everybody's like, "Oh yeah, there's the evergreen tree hanging from the tree, the van, the entire yeah. movie, and we've just been missing it, right?" Yeah. yeah. Um, that you have to know every little detail like that at the very beginning of the uh, first page. Yeah, cause you because you got to be laying them on, seeds. or you got to take a train wreck when you're done with the first draft and go back and rewrite it from scratch and turn it into something coherent. Gotcha. You got to know A to B to C to D to E to F to you know, huh. and then realize at the end. It's a complete. You you basically for that kind of a story, you have to write two stories: the mm-hmm. one that the audience thinks is happening, and then the one that the characters know is happening, mm-hmm. and hint at it just right. And it's so I have hard. I have three. I have the <laughs> yeah Holy the crap. one that the audience thinks is happening, the one that the characters think is happening, and the one that actually happens because you know because the characters' plan goes off yeah. off the yeah. tracks too, right? And well, then my we, brain just explodes. And well, yeah. with writing, you can't use. I mean. It's not like looking at it through a cinematic lens. All my writing is for film and television. And with the the freedom, I guess you could say, for that type of writing with cinematic usage is you're showing the audience exactly what you want them to see. Yeah. That's it. Right. They see the lens. That's it. That's all they can see. But with the with actual written novels, you gotta build this world and make it descriptive and immersive. But without describing and immersing too much. Well, yeah, I mean, like what we see in Ocean's Eleven, we see we see everything happen and everything fall apart. But then they show, you know, that those that flashback thing, whatever, and they show you all the other things that happen, and you're like, oh, I saw it, but but I didn't see it. Wow. Yeah, that's not written though. Yeah. Montage or montage. yeah, yeah. That's not going to have every single detail that that character is going through. Yeah. In well, and that's why I, yeah. I, it's we write so very much harder. Scripts. That's why mm-hmm. I, I think it's so much harder to do that type of story in a novel, and I applaud you for doing that. Is because, like you said, it's just you just uh, montage or show this scene or flashback or mm-hmm. it's easy <laughs> with film. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, film. You're like it's ah, still I it's still one of the hardest. Well, and in, to write and in film, film, you don't have to be inside right. the character's head. You have to be inside the character's head in the novel. So it's yeah. you're walking oh, yeah. a fine Literally. line on what you can like. Uh, you know, you can't you can't tell the story where they lay out the plan from the point of view of the mastermind because the mastermind knows the plan. You have to tell the you have the to lay the plan, out. But it's the plan. You have to lay out the plan from the point of view of one of the side characters because 
otherwise you're you're gonna show all your hands to the reader in that scene. You know, yeah, yeah. Like my brain hurts just thinking about. Well, I mean, it's kind of like what we talked about, where my editor was going through, and they're like, they were questioning things, but they didn't see the payoff later, or maybe a couple chapters later, where I just filled that information in. So, uh, yeah, it's you got to kind of build stuff up. So, as far as for the writing process. Yeah. Do you guys know the end from the beginning, or is it kind I do. of so, like an adventure? So in my, for me, yes. Once I had my first paragraph, I knew where I wanted the book to end. And obviously for... The I usually do. I, I say I do, I usually do. There are times where I get to the ending, and I walk into the climax, and I'm like, oh, crap, the plan, the, the good guy's plan doesn't actually work, and I just figured out why. Yeah. And then I'm writing the entire... And those are the best climaxes for me, because I'm writing the entire climax in just sheer panic... Uh, while I'm trying to figure out how he's going to get out of it uh, because I've just realized that there's a logical flaw in his plan and um, and I didn't catch it until now. Yeah. And uh, and now I've got to come up with a, with a surprising yet inevitable way for him to get out of it that I've laid in through the entire book that I didn't know I was laying in through the entire book because I didn't have this plan when I started. And those are... <laughs> Those are the hard ones. <laughs> right there, we've got two completely different school of thought. We've got, you know, one where you lead the char- the characters lead you, mm-hmm. and the other is you've got to have the A, the B, the C, the D, the thread inside the thread inside the, you know, you've got the, the romantic comedy versus the Inception or right. um, yeah. uh, Sixth Sense, <clears throat> where all the hints are there and nobody noticed, and it was just so intense. But no matter how much an outliner tells you he outlines uh, or it's she outlines. not enough. They don't. Uh, I mean, they. there is some discovery writing. Like my um, climaxes, my outline for my climax is integrated climax, integrated climax, integrated climax, integrated climax with the character that it is. Because I know that once I get to the fight scene, I know the structure of a fight scene. I know how everything's set up. I don't know when I outline it what it's going to look like. You know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I know I usually know how it's going to end. I know a couple tricky bits in the middle. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's that's, that's yeah. the way you write for film too. Is they fight, you know, and then you know within that you're like uh, halfway through they you have this dialogue or at the end of this this is the realization they come to and they're best friends and they end up hugging at the end or something. So yeah, I can completely understand That's a lot that. like what my outlines yeah. look like for a climax. I, I just have to say does anybody else feel like a 12 year old and I just want to hear you say climax again? Mm, <laughs> you're just weird. Uh, sound effect. See, I don't wow. No. No yeah. sound. I don't outline at all. I don't either. I just I start. Really? Really? Yeah. How? How? How can you do that? I have an idea. you got to have some hella strong characters to pull that off. It's it's it starts sort out of. with uh, my because sh- you have to have <laughs> what was that? No, I I oh, no, he's not hurt. Not hurt. Surprise! Time for myself. He's a he's, ding ding. No, he was saying, but hath been thrown down. No, <laughs> I've read her book. I loved it. But no, she himself. was saying he he was saying that you have to have some really strong characters to do that, and I'm like sort of. I mean, some of my characters weren't as well defined and plot out, and they developed as I went on, like. Uh, my character Lenny, all I knew is he was a he was, he was a hacker, yeah, a computer much. geek that always got beat up, you know, in high school and junior high, and he lived with his grandma. So it was you? No. Okay. But Lenny became a bigger character, you know, as the character uh, blossomed and flourished, he became a much bigger character. Literally, that's all I had was his uh, his description. By the end of the book, I have like two pages. Well, that's a joy of discovery writing too, yeah. because you've got a character that's pretty one-dimensional and then as you throw them into situations Mm -hmm. 
then you see how the character would react, yeah. which gives him those personality traits with that could be but going later. In, yeah, but going into my second book, I have I mean, all my characters are like flushed out. I mean, I'm it, it's a, a a western. I need to know how the gunslinger acted, how he spoke, what his problems were. Well, that's why you asked me about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. He sends me really cryptic messages yeah. over. Like, well, hey, what? What I have to mean? ask questions. I know. That's how I figure out things is by asking context. questions. I, some people hate He's it. like, oh, let's see. Who knows the most about. Oh, Liza knows yeah. about the Krista, Krista hates it. Because I'll ask her a random question. She's like, why are you asking me that? Because uh, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out why this character would act that way. <laughs> you know what, though? It's not surprising. I get a lot of that. Yeah. A lot of people. Really, really Yeah, and then there's some people like, that I know. I always have to answer that with research, question mark, yeah. and it usually is. Yeah. Thank yeah. Well, goodness. Then I have a bunch of people I know that would answer stuff. So if I ever needed something like Ghostbusters, it would be Scott or Wes. I just yeah. get so many questions. They're like, how do you hide a body? Uh, Pigs. It's research. Pigs. Right. Pigs are awesome. Yeah. They Pigs eat everything. <laughs> I just answer them, even though they're not writers. I just, you know, I'll be like, yeah, no, seriously, you just dig down you to a fresh grave, you pull out the coffin, you put it underneath the coffin, because as soon as they find a body, they stop looking. Yep. And then I move on. Yeah. Um, That's yeah. a good one. That was actually, like, ripped from the headlines. No but, at the, but at the same time. Ago, they oh, was it? Body that way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've been, I've been telling people to do that for, like, years. I'm not kidding. Like, <laughs> this, this dude who killed his wife, like, 20 years ago and came upon a shallow grave in a graveyard that had been dug the night before the or the night before the day of the burial and he dug down under what had already been dug buried his wife and for 20 years the guilt ate at him and he confessed this is like three months ago wow. this happened. What was it, who was this guy i have no idea some dude in cincinnati or something okay like that. no nobody just, in cincinnati no not me not me <laughs> no this was like cincinnati double decker <laughs> i'm very disturbed right <laughs> no, seriously, that it. actually happened. I heard it on the radio. I'm like, holy crap. What? And then you just dropped. Sorry. Just, <laughs> I, you you know, also live very close to the West Desert, too. You know. Yeah. yeah. Sure. There are coyotes out there. They'll yeah. eat it up. Or, you know, just hot, hot, hot sun. I've been reading way too much stuff on Western stuff and well, how they dispose the of bodies. Yeah, nah. Maybe. I've, I've never had to worry about getting rid of a body. Jeez, how so. do I get rid of this person? Yeah, in Saratoga Springs. It's not the boonies no. anymore. <laughs> but However, then, if you drive, I live in the boonies. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's on the other side of the mountain from me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I will never come to your house ever, Bob. No, you won't. You won't. But they I have beautiful driving, houses that are I hate very driving to Eagle Mountain. So hey, they've got a gas station. <laughs> yeah, we, we just, we just, we just <laughs> got a gas station. We just got a gas station. <laughs> yeah. Right? But yeah, no, no. We got, a, we got one that's actually by it's my like house. The Maverick is... 20 minutes away from my house? Yeah. Oh, so you're way on the other yeah. side. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like, when you were saying, like, you're coming up with these ideas, you're doing research into these things, believe it or not, I'm pretty sure this would, if I'm remembering the story right, Weekend at Bernie's, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you hide a body? Yeah. This dude was trying to write a horror movie on how to hide a body, and he had such a hard time trying to figure it out, he just ended up writing Weekend at Bernie's instead. It's hilarious. But because awesome. it's like, what do you do with the body? Well... And then, you know, Weekend Birdies are two. And sometimes you just write a whole book because you just want to tell a lot of Uranus jokes. Yeah. Um, and you can do that. That's by Cliche 5, ladies yep. and gentlemen. <laughs> On sale sometime <laughs> in the future. <laughs> and this segment go. brought to you in part by... I can yeah. tell you about one of my villains, but no, I'm not freaking that out. Well, up. see, and that's the other thing when it comes to writing is uh, I have my idea and then it's 
who's my villain? Who's going to oppose my my characters? And I don't always know right in the beginning. You know, I will say and then one I have of to figure the that out. best strategies that I ever learned, because I don't, I don't, thought out my nose, I don't do it. No. But a few years ago, there was this guy that did this really awesome um, uh, presentation called Plot a Novel in an Hour. Is it me? Is it you? <laughs> oh, but that. I will tell Is you it something. Him? It That's was him. absolutely inspiring, because I don't do that. I don't plot. But when I get stuck, I always go back to that presentation. Because I know exactly, oh, okay, here's my villain, here's my protagonist, my antagonist, here's this, 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 and then I'm like, oh. then I have I have a half an hour to figure out where I'm taking the rest of it. And I, I, I burn like 4,000 calories in like 45 minutes when I do those presentations. But I just throw crap <laughs> in there and I take out the crap and I'm like, yeah. oh, that works. Yeah. Wow. See, it, for me, I just get on the treadmill, was, put on some good epic Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. music, and I'm away. But that's... See, my thing with writing, too, like, I, <laughs> I'm weird. Like, I can, it's yes, hard for me. Yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm <laughs> in this room. Um, I, it's really, really hard for me to come up with original ideas. But if somebody says, this guy goes here, I'm off and running. Like, I can't get that first step. I'm sure but I get you, that first step, I can just haul serious I'm sure booty. you probably can. I've tried for 10 years. Between writing a novel and writing a script, and I will tell you this, I can sit down and write a novel and write 12,000 words in a day, whatever. I sit down to write a script. I look, I'm like, yes, I got like, you know, 50 pages done at least. It's like 600 words. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm like, I hate writing scripts. I mean, I get asked to do it all the time, but I well, for me, hate it. I'm I not even scripts. trying. Yeah, but I'm not even 50 scripts. pages. It's a quarter of a we'll movie. Yeah. So I feel yeah. like I'm driving a stick shift. Like, stop. Well, I'm not even trying to write the script. I'm just trying to get a story. Really? Boy Meets Girl. I can't come... Like, that's the thing. I can't come up with Boy Meets Girl. Somebody else tells me Boy Meets Girl, and I'm like, yeah, they're at this place and at this time, and it's, but I can't come up with Boy Meets Girl. I just have that block Boy comes on running down step. the steps into the subway, trips over a dog, and lands into girls' arms. And from there, I could give you an entire, like, three-movie series. But I can't get that whole running down the stairs part. I literally... You need to start. Once the engine starts, yeah, you're well, off once, the once the engine's run, I guess I'm a producer then. <laughs> I mean, you just take somebody else's idea, run with it, take credit for it, and make money on it. I mean, that's... See, for me, I'm a cheater. I just watch the movie in my head, and then just I'm just, I'm just writing along as they're going along. Oh, you do that? Okay. See, yeah, and when I get yeah, stuck, I have to look up scripts going... Did I do that right? Or I have to call my script guy who works for Hollywood doctoring <laughs> scripts, and I'm like, is this right? And he's like, no. <laughs> you really suck at this. I'm like, well, then tell him to stop asking me to do it. He's the like, oh, honey, you're so pretty. Is when you write a line. <laughs> pretty much. You know. That's like, if you're just a pretty face, you will never be good at this and stick to the novel. <laughs> sure. But look at the bright side. When you're writing a book, though, you can write a line that's familiar, and you're like, oh, it just sounds right because it's familiar. Okay. In a movie, you can't do that because all of a sudden you're like, I know that line is from something. You're ripping I know it, it off. <laughs> oh, I wrote the perfect line, the perfect line for something that I really wanted to film. And for three months, we went over this line, and we're like, oh, that's such a funny line. That's really familiar. And we find out it's from Toy Story. <laughs> I did it is the perfect I, oh, I remember that. Oh. This is no time to panic. Are you kidding? This is the perfect time to panic. <laughs> we got, literally, we wrote it, rewrote it, revision, script, set, rehearsals. It's like pretty much on set. We're like, and what, I don't even know if it was one of us. I think somebody else we was like, it. We, yeah, Googled we, it. we Googled it. We're like, what is this? We're like on set about the filament. And we're like, yeah, no, we can't do that. Nope. Why not? Oh. 
Because we were trying to do semi, oh, no. semi original yeah. well, stuff. Here's what I wrote so my the script that I wrote is actually based on this stuff out here, a game shop and this mm-hmm. guy that's a total. We record in a that. game. We record in a game store just in case. Dude, I just figured out how you could have made that work. The guy walks up and smacks him. Quit! And you say quit quoting Toy Story or something like that. But the mouse takes a big chunk, dude. Oh, what we were doing, we didn't care. Do you guys have any copyright (laughs) issues when you're actually writing a book? Can you reference? I reference the Batcave in my book. Um, Songs are. Yeah, but that's. But that. But things things like Americana, especially if you're in the real world, like you say you write for the real world, referencing like the Batcave without saying Batman or something like that. You can say Batman. Yeah, yeah, that's Fair like use. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's a that's part of the vernacular, if you will. But if you like specifically like you can't Superman say lightsaber if, I, if yeah. I remember right. Oh, uh, I'm pretty sure you can really? say lightsaber. Oh, you can. Yeah. Okay, it's just trademarked, so you can't put it in a title. Okay. Yeah, you can't sell off the word lightsaber, but you can say lightsaber. Okay, you can't put book. that in there. Yeah, okay. There's like a whole list of stuff somewhere. I just can't remember. Like I've seen movie quotes without permission. And I think there were fair use movies because they were like 80 years old. But I've seen quotes and stuff like that in movies where the character just kind of goes on this tangent and just out of nowhere just quotes this movie. And as a reader, you just end up on the floor. You're laughing so hard you don't see it coming. But then the writer in you goes, how the hell did they pull that off? I'm sure <laughs> Kevin Smith doesn't get permission for all of his quotes in, in Kevin Smith movies. He's Probably just, not. It's just fair use. You know, yeah. um, it's, only, it's only a problem if people think that you – are trying to pass it off as your own work when it's gotcha. obvious that they're not. As long know. as you reference it as, yeah. you know, yeah. think Clerks 2 and everything they talk about about Star Wars and, right. the, you know, all that other stuff. They're referencing other people's work and everything right. else. Or it's almost parody-ish. Yeah, exactly. You guys have seen Fanboys, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that whole thing between Star Wars and Star Trek, and I'm like, they didn't have a problem. I don't know. That new Star Trek trailer just ignited a whole new feud. So. Oh, it did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the new trailer came like out. Yesterday. One of the girls is dressed like Ray almost. It's funny. Even down to the goggles oh, yeah. on her head. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. The guy uh, who's on the other podcast, I, one of the guys who's on the, one of the other podcasts I do, um, said uh, he's just convinced that it's just a giant troll uh, <laughs> on him personally that it's never coming out. That it doesn't exist. Yeah. That all of the news about Star Trek Discovery is just a giant fake out against him personally. <laughs> um, wow. Jeff Bell. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's convinced. Yeah. yeah. I know. So I sent up the trailer and I'm like, dude, they're getting more elaborate. Are they trolling? <laughs> <laughs> they really want to get you there, Mr. Truman. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm so disappointed that Nathan Fillion isn't in it. I was really thinking he was going to be like. In I'm I'm kind of glad he isn't. Oh, really? But that Orwell, Orwell, Orville? Orville. Orville. Orville? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That looks I, that I haven't seen hilarious. the trailer yet. I just, oh, yeah. yeah. The, just from the trailer, I'm like, Oh, so, please don't mess this up, Seth. Please. So, oh, it's it's with, with Fox, the, though. Star Trek-y yeah. yeah. Okay. But it's yeah. Fox. It looks like it's Galaxy. So it may not survive the season. Okay. That's the problem, is I that it is that Fox. Yeah. And how many times did they cancel Family Guy? I just... Mm. Yeah. Okay, they got rid of Firefly. Enough said. Yeah. I hope it's And other things. Yeah, I hope that it's well, uh, you know. The, uh, I, I mean, it's the, the same reason why Supergirl went to CW. It was just too expensive to be. Yeah. Well, and the CBS other thing too, yeah. it wasn't too expensive to be on. You know, C- I mean, it, yeah. on CW it became a less expensive show as long as you got rid of Calista Flockhart. Yeah, yeah. which they did. Yeah. Well, and the big thing a lot of people don't realize the big thing. Sorry, I'm I work well, in CW television. is definitely. Own. 
And CW owns DC television. I mean, it's the only way the the network has stayed in business, literally. Arrow saved the network. And Supernatural. Yeah, Supernatural Supernatural has been keeping it afloat. But the uh, they kind of ABC and CW, aka WB or whatever, they came to an agreement kind of the same way that Marvel and Sony did with Spider Man. Is you're doing it and you can do it, but you got to give it back to us and we give creative license. They went and said, "Look, this is DC. DC still came in and said, "Look, we want all this together because we want you guys to expand the television universe, but you can't do that with ABC. They did it with that one crossover, and it was such a headache." Such a huge thing that they did, so they ended up bringing it back. And well, the the nice thing about CBS does own CW. Yeah. Um, So it was it was an easy move for them, to be honest. Right. They cut their budget a lot. Yeah. Um, We got different sets. We got less spectacular special effects, but it's still good. It's still solid writing and stuff like that. It's back down on the line of like Legends of Tomorrow and Arrow and I I still think Legends of Tomorrow is probably the most expensive property they have. It is so pricey. And the most terrible. (laughs) Anyway, we're tangents and cosigns. But no, I mean, well, again, it kind of comes down to writing because you do have, there's some good writing episodes. Oh, yeah. And then there's a lot of bad ones. Yeah. Wasn't that how most shows are? No, normally there's a lot of good shows and a couple bad ones. Unless it's Gotham. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. And we remind everybody that Daniel hates everything. <laughs> yes. Today, no, 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 I'm with him on Gotham. Ah! Gotham. Gotham, on our comic book podcast, um, <laughs> JC has taken the bullet and he still watches Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. We all hate it so much. Yeah. He's the one who's still watching it. I'm the one who's still watching Gotham. Yes, because that's right. One of us right here. I hate it. I despise it with what? every fiber <laughs> of my being. I don't like it. But I'm anymore. the one who's taking the bullet and watching We're Gotham watching. so that we still have one person who's watching Gotham. Yeah. Right. Although, I, no, come on. It's like a train wreck. You know you should look away, but you just can't. Oh, well, I no. can. I looked away. I could. <laughs> I looked away. I didn't have to watch it for the damn show. <laughs> I, I totally looked away. You're all away. burning. You're all going to burn it. I do it for my job. It is a fun show. I'm still no. standing by it. No. And I enjoy it. So, ha. Huh. They lost me when they killed Nora Freeze. Yeah. They lost Spoilers. me with the prison costumes in season yeah, two. Yeah, there, there was that too. <laughs> but Nora Freeze was like the end. It was cutting the rope. The the giant weight of piano slammed That's down fine. on it. Killed you can it. have your opinion. Yeah. I have my opinion of the Flash. I don't care if they follow the comics. As long you have as your opinion of the Flash? Whoa. Any uh-uh. kind of yeah, quality. Yeah. Uh-uh. Well, yeah. well no. Gordon. Gordon <laughs> flip-flopped. Like <laughs> big mushroom clouds. <laughs> You and me can't be friends anymore, sir. <laughs> we I all wish. have our opinions. <laughs> I know. And all opinions are welcome. Right. You wish you could Even when they're wrong, fix. Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I could write So, going, going back to the writing yeah. that we were talking about. I'd be like, I'm watching sci-fi <coughs> trying to write themselves right now, and I'm like, I don't know if you can pull out of this nosedive. I don't think the they ex- can. The Expanse... On which which one? So Sci-fi. Good. They're trying to rebrand oh, themselves yeah, yeah. and go back to what they used to be, but I think they've gone too far. The Expanse is so good, and... The, the Magicians isn't bad, and the people who love it, love it. So mm-hmm. I think between The Expanse and The Magicians, they have a core programming if they can build out from it. But, man. Yeah. It's just... But it's sci-fi, it's it's got to be so grand anymore. It's just people's tastes aren't what it was 15 years ago. No, I mean, not and they, really they, true. They went through their horror phase, like you do, the monster phase that they did. Yeah, where still sci-fi was... Horror monster, which it really wasn't. I remember when Sci-Fi but Channel sci-fi, premiered. Sci-Fi w- has been horror monster since before it was oh, yeah. anything else. I mean, Sci-Fi was 
I miss Farscape. I mean, there's a reason why Rocky oh, Horror yeah. Picture Show is playing off of all the horror movies. Is yeah. Because that's what sci-fi was through the whole 50s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, occasionally you'd get a Plan 9 from outer space, but most of it was... Boris you know, Karloff and... Yeah, Son of the Wolfman. Yeah. yeah. I was a teenage werewolf. <laughs> yes. So if you are a writer out there, make sure that you innovate and, you know, keep from well, dying. Well, I mean, you can even take something. I mean, well, there are no new stories. Well, it, there are, I would say there's variations. I mean, oh, like, course, I took a dragon, yeah. and I put my own twist to it. And that's <coughs> really what there is now. You no, know, I your own twist on things. The one thing that we say is it's already been done. It's just how you can make it better, or what the twist is you can bring into it, or how you make it your own. How you make it your own, and and I, to be perfectly honest, find it very very difficult, especially uh, when I'm like writing this, and someone's like, "Oh, you mean like this?" And then you totally get kind of Stop, screwed. Yeah, you get really <laughs> discouraged, and then you don't want to do it anymore, and you're like, "Never mind, that's already been done. I don't want to do it." Do sit it. down to write the great American novel and then you end up writing, you know, uh, <laughs> The Old Man in the Sea and you didn't even try to. You're like, that's what this dude who goes out on a boat and you're like, oh, you mean like, uh, well, well, now I do. Well, now I do. <laughs> Never mind. Then you throw in aliens that come and abduct, uh, abduct him and take him off to a far off planet. I just steal a But isn't that cocoon? Pretend it's cleverness. <laughs> that sounds really <laughs> So we know that. Let's Google it. That's our we big tip that. for writing. When you start writing something, just turn off the TV and just ignore everything well, for three months nope. like Daniel. Internet yeah. surfing. No, what I would say, finish Shit. it. I mean, that's the biggest thing. That That's what it out. really got yeah. me is because I would stop and edit and edit and edit. Once I, I edit. I, when I finished, but when you then I could the edit. character's supposed to be a different way than what you wrote on your first time. But the, then I write the, down a note yeah. and I go back to it after I'm done. Well, that's why I can't discovery write. Is when I di- when I discovery write, I'll restart five times like Tolkien. Yeah. When I have an outline, um, I'll just barrel through. Yeah, and everyone's different, yeah. of course. Well, and it really, honestly, it Whatever boils down to like, your needs. Yeah, it also boils down to what type of writing are you going to yeah. do. You can do discovery writing when you're starting from scratch with a couple of characters in this in a world that you don't necessarily have to map out entirely. Like, Daniel, you said with yours, you had a couple characters and set in this world, so it's not too fantastic. Yeah, so I didn't have to come up with a lot. do too much. But at the same time, you've got that, the other side, you've got that, you know, the heist novel that has the thread inside the thread inside the thread. And if you don't map that out, you're going to spend your entire life just rewriting it to get it right, which you're going to do anyway, but it's a hell of a lot less. And I I also need to know what I'm going to say before I start writing something. Um... Like, right now, I'm having a real hard time with a short story that Wymore really wants me to write because yeah. I don't know what I want to say, and uh, he took away the idea that I wanted to write, and, you know, once you've lost your idea... Yeah. You're hosed. Yeah, I've got nothing. Is I've that the nothing. Armageddon one? Yeah, 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 and I wanted to write about the singularity, um, but he's ar- somebody else is already doing a robot apocalypse, and it's just too similar, yeah. and now I've got nothing, and the time's ticking away, and I can't just write a short story. I have to have... Um, a statement on the human condition before I start what I'm doing yeah. or else what's the point, you know? Um, yeah, I had to dive into that one too. That's, uh, and I did decided to do first person, which I'd never done before. <laughs> and that character was screaming the whole time. To, it wanted to live. And I'm like, oh, you have to die. I have to kill everyone. I've already talked to James. Rude. Everyone must die. Rude. Yeah. So it was, it was tough. And, and I had then to do of it with dragons. Rogue One and went and ripped him off. And <laughs> no, no, no. 
Well, no. come on, like, we didn't know that that's how Rogue One was going to end. We knew. I've been telling everybody that. that's how Rogue One was going to end for three years. Yeah. I'm like, I knew no, that's how it was going to end with them pushing a button and dying. Yeah, as soon as you see, they released that first image, you're like, they're all going to die, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Spoilers. I, 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 I saw Rogue it. One. Everyone's dying. All right. Uh, yes. I won't watch it specifically for that reason. Oh, no, you got to watch it. No. No, no. You will love K2SO. No, all of the characters that I will fall in love with will die, and then I'll go, so what? this movie sucks. Everyone dies. And I hate everything about Do you love Han Solo? Do you love Han Solo? It's the characters. You have to see it for one well, reason. Guess what? <laughs> He's coming back. Nope. <laughs> you, you, you have, coming back. You have to see Rogue One you. for one reason. You have to see Darth Red Vader. Five die, so yep. that you know Luke has a no, spot. No, 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 no. they no. they show it. It's great. It's just a half a second. No. But you need to see Darth Vader. Oh, oh dude. Yeah. Okay, so you know you've seen Darth Vader in all the bit. films. It's almost like he was turned on by that. It was a little weird. Oh yeah. Okay, so you remember <laughs> episode two, where Yoda not only opens a can but opens a case of whoop ass at the end of that film, right? Right. Where Yoda does that. Now, anytime. Imagine that as now Vader. Now we saw Anakin as Vader before he got all like you know black cloak craziness, kick some serious butt, but he's still in his human form. We had never mm-hmm. seen. As Vader with the mechanical and the light bright on his chest and the big cape, kick ass. Like he's he done. Like I'm gonna force like choke you from halfway across the universe, or I'm gonna like I'm gonna fight an old fight, man. And I'm gonna fight an old man. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna throw some crap off a wall at my son. You know, you have to see it in this because he comes within inches, literally inches, of getting the plans back physically, and. You thought oh, Yoda surprise. You thought Yoda opens a case. Okay. Like it spoilers. is insane. You thought well, Yoda opens. So it. Sam, what Sam he Whitwer does is wow. Sam Whitwer was the voice uh, talent manager for mm-hmm. the whole movie. Yeah, um, he's my favorite actor, Ma- mainly because uh, I just love everything about him as a person. And he did Star Killer. Uh, oh yeah, he did Star Killer. He does like he d- did Darth Maul. Yeah. he did the Emperor. Yeah, he does half the voices on the Clone t- Wars. Yeah, yeah. Show. So he. Um, uh, so he was direct. He directed all the voice talent in the movie and all that stuff. Um, so he, uh, he and he talks a lot about how they were trying to backfill everything. So like a lot of that stuff was trying to explain David Prowse's performance. Yeah. Because David, the performance in Star Wars doesn't fit Empire yeah. at all. And so they have to try to explain why Vader is at like an eleven. The entire movie mm-hmm. yeah. uh, of Star Wars because he never comes down. He's literally like, well, if he's just really just so pissed that that's why he's like that the entire movie, you know, yeah. that explains it. They also said um, they called up, um, uh, I think Gold Leader was dead, uh, the actor, but they got yeah. Red Leader um, to come back and mm-hmm. do some ADR. Yeah. And so he calls Red Leader um, and he says, hey, you know, we're doing this Rogue One, would you mind? coming back and recording some uh, like lines for us. You know, we'll use your image from the original and we'll just yeah. put some new lines. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, no, I, I can probably work that out. This is for Star Wars? Star Wars, yeah, yeah, no. I, I mean, I could probably <laughs> figure out a way to work that into my schedule. You know, he sounds really kind of like, okay, whatever, you know, yeah. kind of thing. And uh, uh, I know actually it was Gold Leader. I, yeah, it was Gold Leader. Red Leader, was, yeah. Red Leader was the dead one. And he's like, okay, well, just get me your, get, get me your uh, email address and I'll get back in contact with you. And, you know, he's been playing this all cool the whole time. His email address was something like Gold Leader Forever at Hotmail.com. <laughs> 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 they tell you one thing in the in the industry. You always agree that you'll glad to work with somebody and then refer them to your agent. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to work with you. Yeah, here's my agent. Call them. He said that all the stormtroopers in Star Wars were recorded by two DJs 
oh, in yeah. uh, L.A. And so they're all at like a four. Um, and let's go, you know, yeah. you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. They're all, they're all, all their emotional readings at a four. Like it never gets higher than a four the yeah. entire movie. And so they would be sitting there and um, halfway through the recording, the, the, the actual director is like, do Sam, do all of the stormtroopers have to sound exactly alike? <laughs> and Sam just kind of turned to uh, the, the director of the movie and the guy's like, yeah, he's right. They really do. <laughs> they really have to all sound exactly alike. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, with Rogue One, it it ends like thirty minutes before Star Wars starts. Like literally five minutes. Well, it may take a little while we to get the there. But we don't know how long that hyperspace. But literally it's thirty-five minutes. It's like it is thirty-five. Thirty-five minutes. Yeah, for some reason that's kind of the number I was thinking in my head, but I didn't want to sound uber geek, Daniel. Sorry about. It. I like Star Wars, but no, like it, it, it's it's incredibly good, and if nothing it is else, disappointing that they kill off the characters. No, it's I not. I feel like I feel like if they would have kept even just one alive, no, no. it would have actually like hey, 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 hey. they did. We still have. Red leader, gold leader. We still have Akbar. We still have Mon Mothra. Blue squadron, but <laughs> Red, five, Red Five died. We still have the ghost and her crew. Yeah, we still have the ghost and her crew. There's a lot to survive. But it's one of those like you feel bad Mon because Mothma the characters died. Yeah, Mon Mothra. Uh, you, you feel very hey, bad because hey, hey, the characters even better, died. But you, you, Bill Argana lived. The way they <laughs> die, <laughs> you feel like almost. It's yeah. like a sad but an acceptance like. They die, but in such a good way. They have a good death. I have a simple answer. I have a simple answer. What is the second part of the movie's name? Wars. (laughs) People die in wars. (laughs) Yes, but I feel like they had to kill everybody. They wanted to kill off everybody for an emotional reaction. Well, no, I think they just had to kill everybody. I think it would have been annoying. We have to kill off this whole group. because This is the Dirty Dozen. Well, they had They had an alternate script, and they they said, okay, Disney won't let us do this. They won't let us do this. We're going to have to change it into this alternate version. They kept waiting for that call to come, and that call never came. Yeah. Yeah. And that's well, it was more than that. They just like what they're doing with Justice League. They went back and reshot. No, they did not. They denied that. Of Rogue that War. that's been denied. They did not reshoot any of Justice League. They have not. He's very bitter about this. You are you no. in denial? Or no, they had not they, seen no. the news report that came out. Like, I was. I'll two send you the one that ago. came out Maybe yesterday. They did. Like they a, de- a, denied a the massive reshoots. <laughs> they have done some reshoots, but they have not done the massive amounts that people oh, okay. are talking about. I was gonna say every movie has reshoots. Yeah. Is there like, a, from what I read, there are people who are actually working on the film that are saying that they're coming back at the direction of Warner Brothers and reshooting a ton. Warner Brothers said that's not true. Of course, they're gonna say that's not true. Yeah. But, you know, the, the thing I really I'm like with them killing off not. the characters. I'm looking forward to Run Because we always see, you know, we've always seen the characters survive and get through, uh, you know, except for one or two every now and then. I like the fact they killed off all the characters because that's what happens in war. It was a real battle. They were on a planet with massive numbers of troops around them. Vader shows up. It was overwhelming odds. I love the fact that everyone died. You know and then do. the Death Star blows up the and planet. It was very Empire. Very yeah. you lost at the end. Plus, think about it from a writer's standpoint. You're going back to basically a prequel. Yeah. How do you explain how all these badass 
everybody's in love with characters. It's a big galaxy. Not that big. There's only one rebellion, and you saw all like 14 ships go after the Death Star (laughs) at the end of. And they can uh, only retcon so many people. I mean, yeah, Rex is in Return of the Jedi. Yay! They can't do that for everyone. Why why was K2SO not through the rest of it? So I I like the fact they killed everyone off. Yeah. We don't see Jar Jar's death, do we? The big question is, why is that team not on Ah, the Force Moon of ah, Endor? Yeah. That's the big question. My point exactly. that team would have been the team on the Force Moon of Endor if they had lived. Yeah. You Um, see Han fall, but you don't see him completely die, do you? Yes. (laughs) Yes, you do. (laughs) Listeners, you can't hear it, but she has the crazy eye. (laughs) (laughs) The planet exploded. I don't think she's in love with Han Solo as much as she's in love with Harrison Ford. I think she loves Harrison Ford. There you go. There you go. <laughs> An entire planet this, landed on Chewbacca, and yet who's alive right now? Oh, Chewbacca. But, oh, it's but possible. From, but from that point on, he was dead in that until Disney killed the extended universe. That's right. So it's that's possible. A, that's a legend. It's possible. All oh, I gotta good. say is this Indiana Jones better be hella awesome. <laughs> What? It's going to be, because uh, oh, Shia yeah. LaBeouf is in it. After seeing <laughs> is it really? <laughs> he's not. No, he's not After, after seeing wow, you made her pucker right there, in, man. It was pucker Force factory. Awakens, I don't know how it can be. He could not physically move in that movie. Well, just, <laughs> well, just seeing him uh, in the new uh, Blade Runner trailer, there's a scene where he runs, it's and he so runs bad. really weird. Yeah. yeah. It, it's like yeah, old man al- run. But he always ran weird. Look you know, at how in, he's in an old the man. first Indiana Jones well, movie. Well, I know. I know he always he ran. He always ran funky. But he runs like Stanley like running man. from Creed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you look at any of his movies, he really never, you never really see him run run. No, he doesn't Even run Even in The Fugitive. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah, he never really runs. Except in the poster, they've got all this motion graphic. That but yeah, you can I'm easily... I'm back and rewatch He's like, fugitive. I'm moving, but I'm just crazy. Right. at all. <laughs> so, we've, we've tangented. We've Welcome gone to the Tangent on. Show. Well, that's what we're going to call it, the Tangent Show. You have all these writers Stay on target. See, this, Stay is on what, target. this is what happens. <laughs> this is what happens when you want to write. Throw in a bunch of ideas into a pot. If something sticks, run with it. And, and what surfaced sci-fi and like, that's what we did <laughs> everything that's I wanted to shout at my car or a stereo while listening to Dungeon Crawler's radio over the last six months came out awesome <laughs> it all came that out. explains that look in your eye yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> why Scott do you like Gotham it's horrible <laughs> it's horrible to you but for some of us we enjoy it because guess what got renewed oh yep Bam. just so Scott can yeah, run but around it's, in it's his underpants Fox. we're out of here I mean, they're bringing back prison break dude Dude, that was awesome. Anyways, all right, we got to go. We're out of time. We'll catch you next time. See you. I am Groot. Suck it. Put your underpants on.